Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. this goes we don't know if we're recording or not but we're talking to each other <laughs> we are and we did one earlier let's hope it works so we if got not, it. we give up yeah just, i know podcast just, is over we quit sorry guys but no like we probably half a dozen times recorded that didn't it didn't work half a dozen it is the worst all, every time it just every takes time. the wind out of your sails yeah you know what's funny about that is i'm like oh it was so good i'm sure it wasn't like that good <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was so good. You know how like when you forget something, you want to tell, say something to someone? Yeah. Like, oh my God, I just forgot what I was going to say. And you're like, but it was so good. And then you do remember it and you're like, oh, it's not that good. Yeah. Yeah. So, they probably actually, weren't. I made a big deal of it. They probably weren't as great as we thought, <laughs> but they were so devastating. They're, right. They're so devastating. We just want to give up. Um, so this is a good question. This is actually a question we got in our DMs. And I think that it is um, relevant to a lot of listeners who are in maybe different stages of their life, whether they are in a long-term relationship, whether they just got out of one, maybe they are single, maybe they are leaving a job, maybe they're leaving a relationship, um, and there's some uncertainty. So do you want to read what we said? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to read the second part of this message. She said, I'm curious about how she talked about that we talk about holding shit down, taking care of things going on in our life, being empowered, independent women. But I'm curious about how you also keep from being driven by fear. No one's helping you, which can be a bit scary. Was there a reasoning or thought process you, you went through to feel secure and safe on your own? And I'm assuming that she means financially for some mm -hmm. of this mm -hmm. and then maybe just living on your own, like without support and without help. Mm -hmm. So um, this is really great because we do talk about this often. And I, my first thought was um, the very first time I was on my own, I, you know, turned 18, went and got myself an apartment lease. And I think there was a piece for me that was just ignorance on fire or naivety of like what it's like to hold things down. I thought, cause I had a job, I could handle it. I could pay the bills. So I just did it, got my own apartment. I bought my own car. I just did the thing. So I wasn't driven by fear then. I, I guess, like I said, ignorance on fire. I think that's was really what I had. Going to singlehood after being married for a long time and having dual incomes, that was a whole other story. And I totally, have had those fears and there's been a lot coming up with that, but I kind of want to hear your take first. Yeah. It was interesting. Like what you just said about like, you know, it being naive, I think it wasn't, it probably sounds like for you, it was more like freedom, you oh, know? Yeah. So like that, I actually wrote down like fear or freedom. Mm -hmm. So we talked about this a little bit in other episodes that we can see it as really scary to be on our own financially, obviously that's, you know, we have money that we need to be making and maybe um, on our own emotionally, we don't really have the support system that maybe we had in a relationship or a family. Um, or we can flip the script. And you've been talking a lot about this lately, like the idea of having a do-over and it doesn't have to be starting over. It can be a do-over of like, okay, I'm alone. Let me see what that looks like. You know, one of the things that I wrote down before we got started and all caps was, um, do people have to help you? 
And I always try to go to like that mentality of like, okay, but like, do people have to help me? Like help is great and help is amazing. And that's oftentimes what makes a relationship so strong. For example, if I'm going through something emotionally, I know that I can come to you and I know that you'll hold it down for me. You know, if I'm struggling with something financially, I know that I have someone I, someone in my life I could go to and ask for $1,000 or something like that and they wouldn't hold it over my head. So I think having those options makes things a lot easier. Um, but I also don't really think that we're entitled to have people help us like, you know, adulting or whatever, you know, at the end of the day, I think having support and having financial support, having, you know, but oftentimes we're in a, maybe in a relationship that we've been used to having financial support. I know when I moved out of my marriage, um, even though I was 100% financially independent, just not having someone as a safety net to be like, fuck, like, you know, my taxes are coming up and like, I don't know what those are going to be. So, you know, if I don't have the cash, like there's someone I could go to and we're in this as a team and we have joint accounts and we have, you know, that, that kind of felt nice. But on the flip side, I personally, and this is just the way I'm motivated. I was like, I like the idea of going it alone. I definitely am more of like a lone ranger than the average person, I think. And I, I really enjoyed having to step up my productivity or step up my integrity or step up my action to meet the demand. And so I think, but I don't know that I would have had that if I hadn't had a, a show of evidence that I had done other hard things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that you, you know, it's that worry. It's like the what if, it, the what if something happens. When you look back at maybe your history with your ex and your partner, I think like ask yourself, when did I need to be, you know, saved financially or something? Mm -hmm. Because probably it didn't happen or it didn't happen very often. And you can look outside and go, okay, well, if my, my partner was the one who kind of picked up the pieces, who else do I have in my life that could like worst, you know, I did find the money project this year during COVID. And I, I made people go through the scenario of like worst case scenario, worst case scenario, you lose your job. You have no prospects on the next, you know, three to six months. What does that look like? Do you have forbearance in your rent? Are you allowed to get away with it? Is there a place you can go? Can you move in with friends? Can you move in with your parents? Like what's your worst case scenario? And I think ultimately if you can kind of picture that and come to terms with worst case scenario and could you handle it, then the fear kind of goes away and you can have some acceptance of what is. And I like what you said of like, I like kind of the challenge of being able to figure it out. Um, One thing I've seen over and over and over from working with women who have become single, whether through divorce or through being widowed, is how many of them said, I was so much stronger than I thought I was and I could handle so much. Mm -hmm. And while your lifestyle might look different, so maybe there's a fear of losing the kind of lifestyle, you'll realize you can live with a lot less than you have. So sure, maybe you're going to lose your, you know, four bedroom house and you're going to have to move to a one bedroom apartment. Well, do you still have your friends? Do you still have, you know, your self worth? Do you still have your self respect? I mean, there's things that you can lose that are, uh, physical that you can always get back. Um, I, we had Elizabeth Fay on the podcast and I always just laugh. We, we always talk about this story when she was going through her divorce, we were sitting at a restaurant and she was just crying to me and she's like, Danny, I'm going to have to sell my Kia. And she had this townhouse and she was so stressed out about selling this car. And I was like, Elizabeth, you are trying so hard to hold on to this Kia, but 
like you're going to look back in a few years and you're going to laugh so much because you'll be driving a Lexus or you'll be driving a Mercedes or, you know, and today she lives in this beautiful home, um, drives a Mercedes and it, only a few years later. And so sometimes I think we are holding on to like the, this thing that we had because we worked so hard for it and we don't realize that there are things ahead and we can't always know. And so when we worry about the hows, I think that's when fear comes up when we can't see how something is going to happen we get scared, but I think there's a part where you have to have faith or trust in yourself and in your decision that if you decided to leave or if you decided to move on on your own, that's, there's going to be provisions made for you that you will figure it out, that something will change. You're not going to end up homeless, begging for money on the street. And, you know, even then, I feel like you could find a way up from that too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you essentially just said what I think is at the crux of this, which is self-trust, mm -hmm. right? And so how do you build that? So self-trust goes, I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it, but I know I'm going to do it. And so yep. there's a resourcefulness there. And, and you did an episode on, um, on, it was like investing or like how to invest in yourself. And you talked about like being resourceful and, and I think a lot of this comes down, like we, like you said, we underestimate our ability to be resourceful. It's funny, you and I were actually talking a couple of weeks ago about starting a new business venture together and both, neither one of us have experience with it, this, this kind of business. Um, but I just looked at you and I was like, you know what? I just know that we're going to figure it out. I know that it's brand new to us, but I trust because we are so resourceful that we're going to make it work. And so you, in order to have that level of self-trust, to have that confidence in your future self, you have to kind of, in my experience, you do have to look back at other challenges you've overcome. I think it's important to have a sense of like borrowed confidence either. You look at old things that you have gone through that you've made it out. Maybe it's not the exact same scenario, but you survived it and you are okay. And going through that has gotten you to this current reality, there's going to be a whole different set of steps to get you to the next reality. And I, I always, you know, think about uh, Ryan Holiday's book, The Obstacle is the Way. And for me, it is a lot of mindset around, okay, like I'm going to be stronger from this. Um, obstacle is the way. This is like, okay, this wasn't planned. The certain, I wasn't able to predict this, but I know at the end of the day, having to deal with this obstacle, this barrier, this unpredictable thing that I had no idea was going to come up, I know I'm going to be stronger if I just stay the course, if I just keep betting on myself, if I keep just, you know, engaging in the process, if I keep trying to be as resourceful as possible, keep doing the things, listening to the, you know, podcast, reading the books, like it will, the way will present itself to me. And I have to, like when you said the word like faith or trust, like it really does come down to that. And at the end of the day, you have to, you have to bet on yourself. And it reminds you of um, this book called Anti-Fragile. And really that to me, it's by a guy named Tassin, Nassim Taleb. And the idea is that when you go through something really hard, not only do we have the capability to bounce back to where we were before the thing, but it can actually make us even stronger. And so the idea is becoming anti-fragile. And you could do that across different things in your life. You can become anti-fragile in your relationships. You can become anti-fragile in, um, in, in your work life, in your personal development journey, like your business journey. There's a lot of different ways to do that. And I think we're never in charge of like, I think if you're alive for long enough, you're going to have shit come up. And so then you ask yourself, okay, like, can I look back at what I have accomplished and use that show of evidence to fuel my belief in myself? Because that's really what it comes down to, like self-trust, self-belief, self-confidence. Yeah. Before, right when we were about to start, I was like, this is going to come down to the thing we always talk about. It's like the lesson of every podcast um, is, is self-trust. But I think as well, um, to your point about finding evidence from your past, 
I think we can also borrow borrow confidence from other people's stories. You know, look at someone who's also been in the same situation and see how they've handled it. I know for myself, I borrowed so much of my confidence and faith by watching Jill, who had gone through the same situation that I was going through, you know, just a year earlier. And so I was like, okay, if she can make it and I can see that she's not like crying every day, like I am in this moment, then like maybe in a year I won't be crying every day. And I think that sometimes we do need to like, I, you know, I've been through hard things before, but I hadn't been through something like that. And so, you know, looking at other people and borrowing faith from their story can be helpful as well. And then it's the next question too is, am I really afraid of the thing I the thing I think I'm afraid of. Mm. So what I mean is, are you saying you're afraid of providing financially? Is it really about the money? I think oftentimes we are using the money, the food, the dresses, the, you know, whatever it is, and it's always about something else. So is it really about the money or is it about how people see you? Or is it about... Um, feeling like you're going to be alone for the rest of your life. Like, let's look at what the real, real issue is, because a lot of times it's not the thing that you are thinking it is. Yeah. Oftentimes it's like what? It's like um, humiliation, Mm -hmm. uh, feeling of failure, you know, disappointing people. Um, You know, we picture, I'll picture like, okay, my business doesn't work out and like have to crawl back and live on my parents, you know, couch or whatever. Um, You know, but I also think, I love that you mentioned borrowing other people's stories because if you look around, especially the entrepreneur world, there are so many examples of people who almost gave up because of all the obstacles, because of all the ways that they you know, seemingly had some things in their path. And so I always grab onto that too. I'm always like in the moment where I want to give up, I'm like, this is the moment. Like, okay, Jill, like you say you're about, you know, action. You say you're about, you know, getting to the next level. You say that you're always trying to get better. Like, here's your opportunity. Like, here's that small opportunity to figure out, okay, are you going to pivot? Like you, I think you, we talked about this in the success episode. You mentioned being like water. And I think I always come back to that. I'm like, cool, how can I get around this? What's a workaround here that maybe I haven't had to utilize before? That's what's hard about this is because you said, oftentimes maybe this is a brand new challenge. So we don't know, we don't have the tools, but the tools are always the same, right? Resourcefulness, resiliency, action when you don't know what to do, you know, um, processing, like digging in, personal development, listening to the podcast, reading the books, like, podcasts are free, right? You know, there's so much. I always say like everything you ever want to know is a course or a video or a podcast or a book away or an expert or a mentor. We have the resources. It's just our job to get out of our head enough that we actually look at what is at our disposal instead of getting so mired in feeling like the victim, complaining, blaming, like all those kind of things and really get resourceful. And I, you know, to me, I'm just like, I get sick of myself when I complain too much. Like, cool. All right. Awesome. Jill, shut the fuck up. Like, what's what's next? You're like, shut up. I hate what I'm... <laughs> it's so funny. We get in those places where we just... You're like, I can't even stand myself right now. No, I hate myself. I mean, like, it, I process, you know, like, I definitely... Yeah. I don't feel like shove it down. Yeah. I process, but then I'm like, okay, process yeah. enough. Like, okay, got, got the gist. All right, what's next? Yep. All right, so we want to talk about our sponsor CBD for life sponsor of this episode and we just received a package and there was some new products this time yep some hand sanitizer which we can all use there's actually like a travel size and a regular size which is really cool and there's something called a topical spray 
So I remember we got it and I said, what is this spray for? Topics? So <laughs> the topical spray, it is a summer must have. So it's really great at relieving pain and like large areas like your thighs, you know, the salve, you probably don't want to rub all over because it's a small thing. Thighs, your glutes are back, but it's also great for soothing sunburn and relieving itch that you get with bug bites, which I don't know about you, but I got bug bites. I was going to say, I wish over. we had this one. Remember when you moved to Santa Monica and <sighs> you got that really bad sunburn on your ass oh and it was purple? We yeah. wish that we had the topical spray at that point. Yeah. The CBD has anti-inflammatory and skin calming benefits, and it has like menthol, camphor, and mm. lidocaine. So that's going to help soothe and relieve redness and irritation. And yes, I really wish I had it back then. And you know, let's be honest, I'll get sunburned again every summer. So yep, glad I. Had you know, it. it's so great because especially because you know I know that there are a lot of products out there that can like help you know with skin that is you know maybe just burned or whatever. But like we love CBD for life because it has CBD in it, so it's completely different than everything else that's on the market. And if you've heard, you know, we know you guys have heard the term CBD. It is um, not like getting you high or anything. It's essentially just something that is going to calm. It has like a very calming effect. Uh, it works on the cannabinoid system in the body. I think I said that correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it does is it just has a calming effect. So it's not going to make you feel high or anything like that, but it is going to be working at the biochemical level. So go to cbdforlife.us and check out the products there, add them to your cart, do all the things and use the best life at checkout to get your discount. Cool. Thanks guys. I think having, at least for me anyway, I always say that action over anxiety, to me, there's nothing that puts you in, even if you're not actually doing anything, Mm -hmm. there's nothing that makes you feel empowered, like taking action. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're scared of something, you know this, like it gets bigger in our head the longer we avoid it. So just like sit down and look at the thing you're scared to look at, or just sit down and like, look at your finances. If that's, you know, what's upsetting you or look at it, sit down and, you know, log into your bank account and get real with what the situation is. And I think you'd be like, okay, like I can handle this. But oftentimes yep. in our head, to your point, like, what are you actually fearing? We're probably feeling fearing something that's not even real. Yeah. It's just like, you know, we work with people starting online businesses all the time and they're always worried about what, what are people going to think online? What are they going to think of my post? And usually they're specifically talking about one person. They're worried about one person. What are they going to think? Not what is everyone going to think? They're like, what is Sarah from high school going to think? And I, <laughs> I think that when it comes to this, you know, being independent, being on your own, holding it down, um, taking care of yourself, what is it really about? What is your real fear? Because I, I, one way I would flip it is look at this as like how, how much you get to see how strong you are and how much you can handle on your own. And let's say it's a bad situation that you left your ex, fuck your ex, show them how amazing you're going to be without them. Like, oh, I didn't even need you, motherfucker. (laughs) Like, I know, again, coming back to me getting motivated by that stuff, but I'm like, okay, I want to be the most successful that I've ever been without that dude. Um, I want to be the hottest I've ever been without that dude. Like, take this as a, like, light the fire of your motivation, like gasoline on the fire and show yourself what you're made of and just, I don't know, like, do it. Just do also, it. Like, also, for me, I know when I left my marriage, I had a lot of feelings of just like, I'm a fucking loser. Like, mm. to, like real talk. I was just like, 
I can't even keep my own husband interested in me. I'm on my own. I don't know anybody. I don't, I'm so embarrassed. I wouldn't even tell, I wouldn't even tell my closest friends that I was leaving. Mm-hmm. I was just so embarrassed. Like, you know, not that I, I, leaving the marriage was the right decision for me, but being alone. Cause I had, all I had known was being in a relationship for such a long time. I was like, I'm a yeah. fucking loser. Like I don't. And that lasted a little bit of a time. And then I, it moved into what you're saying. And it was, I'm going to show him, but more so it was like, I'm going to show myself. And I'm also, I want to be an example of what it could look like to be a strong, independent woman holding it down financially. Like to me, I got excited by that. I'm like, shit, like I'm going to just talk all about this because I want people to be like, damn, that's a lot. And she's fucking crushing. So for me, it was like being an example to other people. And I know that we do get a lot of DMs and stuff from people being like, you know, you know, you've inspired me to, you know, do something that's maybe more unconventional. And I think you and I are in a position where even though we have like really small audience, like we're in a position to show people like what an alternative could look like. And that really gets me excited. Yeah. I really love that. I think ultimately by I don't know, you know, if we answered her question as far as were there any specific things. I don't know if there was any specific things I thought of to get me out of fear. Um, Definitely, I had more fears. Interestingly enough, because when I was thinking back when I turned 18, I just was like, I didn't have any fears, even though at that point I probably should have. And I, all I can, all I can contribute that to is just completely being naive. Um, But as you get older and you see like what can happen or I guess just losing things. My biggest fear ultimately I think was, or maybe just the thing I was angry about the most was having to start over. Mm. I was just upset that I felt like I worked so hard and now I got to start over on my own. And so I think a lot of this maybe even comes down to forgiveness, forgiving the partner or Mm. the boss who fired you or forgiving yourself for feeling like you have to start over and like to your point about feeling like a loser, like forgiving yourself for having that and just moving forward. And um, so I think, you know, starting over can be scary and it can feel overwhelming. Um, But it's, it's the self-judgment. I think that's more of the issue than like the fear is kind of covering up what's really under there. And for me, that was like the, the judging of myself in the situation. Yeah. And then I don't know about you, but like, as soon as I actually did start talking about it more, it dissipated a lot of the shame that I felt. Yeah. I think if you are judging yourself or you're judging like, you know, the other person or whatever, like I think ownership of where you're at, like complete ownership and like, okay, fuck, like, yep, I don't love being here, but I'm here. And what am I going to do? And I think that ownership really starts to dissipate the negative feelings about starting over. And you're kind of like, you start to, you start to see possibilities a little bit. And so I think, you know, overcoming that judgment. Um, and for me, it was sharing the story with just even a close friend, right? Just a family member, like just sharing a little bit more, a little bit more. And all of a sudden it didn't feel so heavy on just me it felt okay. And I was like, okay, like I feel lighter. I can actually start moving again and I can actually start doing something again because I'm not carrying around that weight of, of self-judgment. Yeah. So true. Super good. Yeah. I think it applies to a lot of different scenarios, but definitely financially, I believe too. I think so. But just start your own online business and crush. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) And if you want to start an online fitness business, join Jill Fitz Mastermind. (laughs) All right. Well, y'all, this is a good one. Um, Love to hear 
any, if you actually, speaking of borrowed confidence, if you found yourself in this scenario and you were scared and you just had to pull out by your bootstraps, I'd love to hear those stories in the group too, because mm. there are people who are maybe just at the beginning of the stage that you were two, three, four, or five years ago, who maybe really need to hear that story yeah. and need to borrow your confidence or borrow your, you know, story so that they can move forward. And, um, I just love the community we have in there that you, you guys share and, you know, help each other out and start really open conversations. And I love to have that. So if you're not in that community, go to the and request to join our private Facebook group and we will welcome you in. We would love to see you there. All right, guys, we will see you next time. See ya. Bye.